Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I was intrigued with Veterans Day being celebrated tomorrow about this story that is being heard. It's not a story. It's a case before the Supreme Court and the attorney representing this plaintiff is from Chicago. Misha Saitlin is with us, an attorney for Troutman Pepper. Is this a pro bono case, Misha? Uh, uh, yes, it is. Thank you for having me on. So what made you want to take this case? And can you quickly tell our audience what it's about? Well, this case has been handled by my firm in partnership with our good client, Dominion Energy, for many years. Uh, and, you know, it was handled uh, by, in the lower courts by other attorneys at the firm. And I um, run the firm Supreme Court and appellate practice. And uh, once the case got to the Supreme Court level, uh, I got involved. Now, the case is about how many GI Bill or education benefits veterans who have served a long time, six years in our armed forces, including after 9-11, are entitled to under uh, the law, the post-9-11 GI Bill. The, the the Veterans Administration, in our view, has been shortchanging over a million and a half long-serving veterans of the education benefits they earned, and we, we've been fighting on behalf of those veterans, and we brought the issue to the U.S. Supreme Court. And, and for many people, the military is the only path to a college or a university. That's why they enlist. They want those benefits, and it's my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the Montgomery GI Bill pays tuition and um, and then the newer, more generous post-9-11 GI Bill pays tuition and fees plus housing and books. And this law is supposed to allow veterans to tap into both of those, correct? Well, that's right. Well, so the Montgomery Bill, which was a peacetime era bill enacted in the, in the, in the, in the early 80s, uh, gives gives um, veterans who served in peacetime an, a stipend. Um, it doesn't pay even for your for most people for their for their education, let alone the housing and the books or their books. So when Congress saw that soldiers were serving in wartime after the September 11th attacks, it decided to provide upgraded benefits, life changing benefits that provide you a true free ride, full ride to to school and housing and books. So it's just a fundamentally different kind of, of benefit that Congress decided to provide in recognition that wartime service is just much more arduous than peacetime service. And unfortunately, the VA refused to accept this in large part, at least for long-serving veterans, and has been imposing you know, really unnecessary and unjustified restrictions on veterans' ability to draw upon these more generous benefits. And I know that uh, the VA says it affects about 33,000 vets, but you disagree with that, right? Yeah, I mean, the VA was attempting to downplay the harmful consequences of its uh, of its uh, misapplication of the law by focusing on those veterans that were exactly in the same position as my client. But as I pointed out at the Supreme Court, it's legal interpretation, the same one used to harm my client and those 30,000 that the VA mentioned just as clearly and for the exact same reason harms over a million other veterans. And it's tight, you know, the VA was trying to kind of 
pull a fast one by slicing the bologna very thin and how it described those were, be, those were being harmed by the specific circumstance of my clients. And, but again, it's the same exact legal interpretation of causing the harm for over a million veterans. We're speaking to the attorney who is representing the plaintiff, James. Is it Rudisil? Is that how you pronounce his name? Rudisil. Rudisil. And um, the Supreme Court heard the oral arguments. Can you tell by the questions they asked or how they react who might be sympathetic to your cause? Yeah, I mean, obviously one doesn't want to draw too many um, definitive conclusions from oral argument. And some justices might be asking questions to be devil's advocate or just because they're curious. Or they might be, you know, actually trying to see if, they'll, if their minds could be changed. But I will just say that I was very heartened. I thought that most of the justices who chimed in at the court from across the kind of ideological spectrum understood the significant, appeared to understand the significant problems with the VA's interpretation, both as a matter of statutory text, but also, you know, perhaps as importantly as just the, how absurd what the VA was saying the statute means really was, essentially punishing veterans with less benefits for serving the nation longer and how that just wouldn't make any sense to be enacted into a regime, a statute that was adopted specifically to provide more wartime benefits for those who had served the nation in wartime. And your client, um, long-serving decorated Army vet, has served more than once, correct? Yeah, he served over three different enlistments, you know, you know eight years. Uh, and he he served well more than the six years he would even needed to to earn all the benefits he could have been entitled to, and he, and he, in fact he once he finished serving the nation so honorably from Kosovo to Iraq and Afghanistan, what he wanted to use his education benefits for was to go to Yale Divinity School to become a chaplain to help those who had served in the military. Uh, deal with the, you know some of the traumas that come from serving in wartime, and the VA shortchanged all of that and ran him around the axle with this incorrect legal interpretation, such that he kind of missed his window to go to Yale Divinity School. And so you said it took how many years before the Supreme before it landed at the Supreme Court? Eight years from the time when he con- uh, he was denied his rightful benefits to the, well, the case finally getting to the U.S. Supreme Court and. The U.S. Supreme Court will, you know, traditionally take a couple of months to decide the decision. So it'll be, you know, closer to eight and a half years or maybe even closer to nine years before hopefully the position that he took those many years ago will be vindicated. But if the Supreme Court rules in his favor, this would impact well over a million vets. Absolutely. I mean, in fact, it's so broad. The impact of this is so broad that when we were in the courtroom, uh, two days ago, arguing this, there were some attorneys randomly there just to be sworn into the Supreme Court bar. They had no idea what case you know, was being heard. And some of them were were veterans, and we told them what the case was. And they were like, wow, this impacts my benefit. So it just shows that, that the broad the broad cross-section of, of those who served in the armed forces, that, the, that our, our case uh, impacts. And have you argued cases before the Supreme Court in the past? Yeah, this is this is my third one. Wow, that that must be highlight of your career. Uh, you know, I mean, certainly this one, this one will always be a highlight of my career. You know, right. uh, you know, in getting prepared for this case, I got contacted by so many veterans, you know, by email, thanking me for doing this case, offering their help, 
you know, offering their prayers. And, you know, you, you, all the cases you handle are important for clients, but when you have uh, a case that impacts not only your client, but so many others who, who, who served our nation, you know, you can't get much more important uh, than that um, as an attorney. And that's why you're doing it pro bono. Absolutely. My firm is proud to handle it pro bono. You know, we, of course, you know, we understand the, the service that veterans like, like uh, our client gave to the nation, and we are proud to give back. And, uh, and our good client, Dominion Energy, who's been with us from the start on this case, is also proud to team with us to, to give back to the veterans community. Well, thank you so much for your work. We look forward to hearing the result this summer. Thank you for the interest in, in our case. Yes, absolutely.